0: Today on Talk About That, John overanalyzes a text conversation and tries to change his love language. Meanwhile, I pay people to get out of telling jokes at their event and ponder how biblical characters got their nicknames. Plus a conversation about vulnerability, friendship, and hiring movers. Today's episode is not sponsored by Celery. When you want a huge glob of peanut butter but don't want to use a spoon.
2: Let's go, time. Talk of the morning to you is talk about that. I don't know what that was. That almost Australian that you were it saying. Went Australian at the
0: end isn't top of the morning to you, Irish. Irish?
2: <laughs> Jeez. It should be noted. I don't know that. Was, that was like a. <laughs> Total conglomeration of all like British dialects into one.
0: And then your fade out was like so quick, too. It was like we fell off a cliff with the, with well, the music.
2: You understand the fade out that you're hearing is not the same fade out. Oh, like is it not? Here. No. Okay. Whew, that's yeah.
0: because. What a nightmare. No. I'm glad we didn't reference it. <laughs> High quality programming oh, we goodness. always have for you here.
2: Multicultural, some might say.
0: I think it's great. I think you've. Listen, I don't see culture.
2: Wait. Is that? I don't see. Th- Listen. We're here to do things that other people don't do or even try or attempt. Or want to. And one of those is horrible. Listen, speaking of horrible British accents, and she's going to love this, but if you can ever get my wife to do a British accent, is it, it is worse it's than mine. It's comically bad. It is amazing. <laughs> we have so much fun. But it's, she'll offensive, only,
0: it's offensive to everybody.
2: She'll only do it like when we're watching a British show, like in between, we get up to you know get something to drink or eat or whatever, you know? And it's, it's just, it brings me joy. Yeah. On another level. Does
0: she LO?
2: No, I don't think she could do that. She can't even LO? It's, uh, I'd like to hear it try. When we went, you know, even like, and, and to hear her do her Spanish accent, because right. we went to our honeymoon in Mexico, you know, like, mm-hmm. I speak Spanish a little bit. So I would, I would order.
0: Pequeño? Pequito? Peque... Is it Pequeño? Pequito. Pequito's small. Wow. Well, What's a little? Little is piccanyo. pequeno. Yeah, I don't pequeno. Know. I've,
2: don't. I've gone totally. Sorry, guys. I don't remember that exact thing. It's been a while. It's been a while. But anyway, that she, had, when we'd order food, like they would ask her if she wanted something, and she would, she would say no. Like that was her thing.
0: Like <laughs> oh she yeah, had yeah. Like yeah. A, like it's just, hard, so hard not to assimilate into whatever they're doing. But
2: that was the only word she assimilated.
0: Oh my gosh! And it
2: happens to also be the English word for no. So.
0: But you have to put that extra. Oomph on it.
2: Hey, I like that uh, in the shot today, you're sporting. Now, that's technically my lamp that you that gave I to gave me. That I gave you, right? but I took it back no. because
0: it's the kind of friend I am.
2: And it's got the balls on it, and I'm a little nervous. I'm not. Really? No. So usually because, you're like me.
0: No, because here's why. We are ranked number one. In the they, college playoff they rankings. They moved us up in college playoff uh-huh. rankings, yet we're still eight-point underdogs to Georgia. Who is ranked number three?
2: And in the AP poll, we're switched. We're number three. The Do you moment. know
0: when else that happened?
2: Uh, A on, year on. called
0: 1998. That's right. Because we were number one going into the final week, eight and zero, oh. and two. The two, only the one and two got to make it to the playoff. That it was the first BCS title right. game. The second and third team in the rankings both lost in their championship games. UCLA lost, and I think Texas A and M lost in the Big Twelve which moved Florida State, an ACC champion, up to four, from four to two. And then they were favored in the national championship game over us anyway, even though... We were undefeated. We were undefeated, and they were just like, yeah, but it's Florida State, it's Bobby Bowden. And I'm telling you, that same level of disrespect, I I think it suits us. I do not want to be
2: favored. Yeah, but don't you think that this has given Georgia fodder... Like, you're being disrespected now because they're number one and you should be number one. That's what I think. I think they're the ones. It's all going to be
0: solved on the field. I don't
2: think Coach Heipel I don't think he plays the, like, emotional, we're being disrespected game from what I've read.
0: I think none of that really matters. I mean, coaching is one thing, but as far as, like, bulletin board material, like, everything's – the whole world's a bulletin board now with social media. So it's like – it's hard to not –
2: I heard Jalen Hyatt has turned off his notifications. Like he doesn't want to know. Hey, now about stuff, and in the, their whole culture, there is very much like, "Hey, we're only going to be as good." And this sounds like coach speak, but I've heard enough players they really believe it. Like we're going to be confident as long as we prepared in a way that should make us confident. Like yeah. it's our preparation that matters. That's only thing we can control. And if we do that, we expect to win because we know what we have. So
0: I feel like I wish that we could integrate that attitude
2: into the podcast. Yeah, because I feel like you get on the podcast and immediately start just just bashing it like you know we should do better and you start telling all the people reasons not to listen and johnny it's working they're not listening
0: i just meant Um, i think we should prepare better
2: (laughs) i think you should have some confidence a little bit oh is that what what we're doing okay and to help you with
0: that i've deleted your notifications like jalen hyatt does that help
2: (laughs) (laughs) just so you know to help with your confidence in the podcast and with the balls i actually bought you a gift for today what yeah oh my gosh It's, it's right here gift time and it, it's something, it's funny because you said something before the podcast, you didn't even realize it, right? that is sort of a common expression for you. Okay. Uh, Johnny will say, it's it's actually a throwback to all of our Pentecostal days, mm-hmm. uh, and so he'll be like, you can't take my joy, devil, like you say right. that, you know, so we were working on it's stuff. It's a Kirk Franklin. Yeah, it's a Kirk Franklin thing, and so I got you this. I saw it and oh. thought of you, I'm throwing it, so everyone knows in the room. So this. he's now, Johnny is now unpackaging the okay, gift hold on it's it, when i saw it johnny I is thought, this a
0: not today sabin t-shirt
2: <laughs> oh my gosh guys not today sabin oh it's beautiful uh, and it's got the goalpost coming down and the score of the game oh 52 49 i love
0: it so oh my gosh maybe think of you johnny i'll wear it with uh, pride yeah
2: and it's got the little devil horns on sabin's name i don't which i don't maybe i went too far did you make the shirt? Johnny, I made this shirt. And I'm selling them <laughs> like hotcakes. Also, I sell hotcakes. Yeah, I want to know, hotcakes must have really been a hot-selling
0: commodity. Maybe culture has really shifted.
2: Yeah, because now in keto land, you don't want something to sell like hotcakes. Now it would be like eggs. You think people eat? Right, yeah. These things are selling like eggs. For me, it would be like selling like hot wings. Said If you said that.
0: Oh, because you keep hot in it still. Yeah. I don't know people i don't know i was on the so i'm on the plane uh this weekend i had a bunch of flights so this was um,
2: this is not your plane this is a commercial flight right okay, i don't right.
0: have a plane oh, I get you. and i just noticed that the things they say things we say to each other on a plane and things the pilot will say to us are very like you could have worded that differently and made us all feel a little bit better <laughs> one is when the pilot says we'll be on the ground soon <laughs> I need you to be more specific. That's true. Like, that's really true no matter what. <laughs> We're going to be on the ground soon. One way or another. Yeah. I yeah. don't like that.
2: Yeah. Say, add the word safely. Yeah. Or like on the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Our wheels are going to touch down soon.
0: Yeah. Don't don't just get on the mic and be like, we'll wake up with the Lord. That's <laughs> not right. And then I notice people talking to each other on the plane and like, a guy wasn't flirting with a girl, but he was kind of like making small talk. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, where's home? Oh, yeah, that could be. Right. And so I was like, in, I could, you could have just said, like, where are you from? Right.
2: What city do you live in? Yeah. Um,
0: where? Like, where's home like. Where's home is one thing, but like, what's your address? Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's...
0: Specifically, right. where's home? Yeah. Could you... Show me on this map.
2: Right. Could you mark it? Drop a pin. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I don't know. You know, I find it... I have found that my comedian friends, you just did something most of them won't do. True a, comedians won't make a lot of airplane jokes because it has been so...
0: Yeah. It's beat been
2: Observational airplane humor.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: that's what happens when you
0: become a road comic is if you're not careful and you're not like living your life and doing real life things mm-hmm. and you end up with a lot of because your only experience is hotel rooms. So you got a lot of jokes about like the tiny soaps right. and then rental cars and airplanes and airports. So you end up with like 20 minutes of that because it's your world. Which most
2: people who are listening, that's not their world.
0: I think it's one of the reasons I bought a scooter because I was like, I need to like get in some hijinks with this dumb right. scooter so that I'll have material. And really the only joke I wrote about the scooter was that, I would put it on the screen behind me. I'd be like, yeah, I got a, you guys motorcycle, you guys, you guys ride. And they'd be like, yeah. And then I go, I got one. And I put a picture up of me uh-huh. on my scooter and they would all laugh. And I go, I don't care because now that's a write-off because it's in the show. Nice. That was the way that I, that but ex- I never really expensive. Joke. I think I had a chip on my shoulder about having the scooter so I could never Man, get I out. Think of my, I think it. I could never, view it, ob- I could never view it objectively enough to write jokes because I was always like, it's just as good it's as a-.
2: A- right, right. I'm just as good as any of you, and I'm clearly not. When the way that you're writing it looks like a schoolboy with his books in his lap. Yeah, the way when you, you get into it, into it
0: like you're getting into a desk. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, a slip-through, step-through
2: design. You were driving a two-wheeled desk mm-hmm. and calling it a motorcycle. Yeah. But you were like, but the engine's got just as much power. And it did. But
0: who cares? Right. You still... listen. I From li- the front, it looked like... A motorcycle, and then people would see me in it as I passed, and they were like, "Oh, oh
2: yeah, yeah." I don't cycle shame people.
0: I appreciate that. So that I mean, mean, it's fine, but that means a lot.
2: You did look a little ridiculous.
0: Whoa!
2: <laughs> I actually love the scooter. I actually would wouldn't. I, I don't. You know what's
0: funny? I don't miss it at all. I thought uh, I would, but I just got it out of my system. Like I feel like I quit while I was ahead at Vegas or something. You know, like you're like, all right, yeah. We didn't get rear-ended and get launched into the stratosphere. Yeah, I almost crashed it a couple of times where you just have these near misses. You'd uh-huh. have a little waggle, and uh, somebody would pass you on your, in your Ooh. blind spot or whatever. And it was enough where I was like, this would be. And we'd wear shorts and stuff on it like idiots. Like, we'd be out on a hot summer day, and I'd just be like... If you
2: think jeans are going to stop the road rash... Buddy. Well, no,
0: but it's just... It's one of those things where, yeah, you, if you lay that down, you hope you die. You don't want to live <laughs> through what injuries you're going to have. on a? Yeah. A, and plus, you can't tell people you crashed your scooter. Mm. That's not even.
2: So my daughter and I are watching the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. on HBO Max. It's a
0: heck of a segue.
2: Well, there is. So last night's episode, yeah. Uncle Phil buys a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like all his friends come over. They're all in like black leather, you know, jackets and stuff. I don't think they're wearing chaps. No. I've gone too far. And so, and Viv's making fun of him like, you know, this is your midlife crisis. You know, right. We're just men. He's like you're in. Will kid Smith
0: says, like how many cows had to die to make that jacket? Something to do that? like that.
2: Yeah. Gosh, the the number of poor jokes about what Uncle Phil's weight were unbelievable. <sighs> and then it was like the whole show was built around jokes about his weight and jokes about Carlton's height, who mm-hmm. really isn't that short. Right. Like when he stands next, it's like it was it was it almost so predictable. But you laugh every time, Johnny. What are you going to do? And, a good show. Um, and so she begs him like they just had the baby. Yeah, You know, so, Hey, you're, you're now a father again to a infant. Like we can't, you know, so he comes in the next day. And he's like, look, I just want you to know the bike is gone because there's nothing in my life. You're right. There's nothing in my life that's worth. And he goes in this whole thing and like the crowd, like he kisses and embraces her and the whole crowd even applauds, you know, mm-hmm. and then Jeffrey, the Butler walks up and he's like, uh, I'm not going to do the British accent here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, your insurance company called, uh, and there, everything from the crash is going to be covered. Uh, if, it, all the damage to the ice cream cart is going to be covered, <laughs> right. except the sleeve of whatever that he ate from the ice cream cart after the crash. You know, oh, and right. She looks at him, you know. He's like, well, what would you said if I told you the truth? So he crashed the bike and then acted like he got rid yeah. of it, you know, so –
0: like yeah, that. I didn't have that, but yeah, there was some near misses cuz the thing is like you can goose it like I'd be trying to get off of it and yeah. one time I like was getting off of it uh-huh. and like trying to just creep it up and like park it and you just twist and it, and it, it took just off. took off a little bit and it, I had to like, "Whoa, hey. Yeah. Easy, big fella." <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was kind of a... it seemed like a TikTok about to happen mm-hmm. at your expense. But as long as you own the video, yeah. Bro, you just let the Thank God
0: I goes, wasn't on TikTok then. Pour in. I had a TikTok video go like, uh, get like 40,000 views today. Wow. So, bro.
2: You ever wonder if like. I
0: don't know what's going to. I'm just saying like, this may be my last podcast. D- I may not wow. need. I may not He's need now a TikTok one.
2: star. <sighs> He's TikTok famous. I don't wanna,
0: I'm just putting it out there.
2: I wonder if the clock is ticking on TikTok for the amount of time it's going to be the most relevant social media platform. And if that's yeah. the case, someone's going to write an article like TikTok your time's almost out like you know yeah. what I'm saying like it's coming Johnny yeah. I'm writing that article right now Go ahead
0: and just in case
2: I actually read this morning that they were talking is a kind of talking about Elon Musk and is a guy who writes is a great a great blog from a friend of mine that I, I follow and he he's kind of specializes in social media and building platforms and stuff and um he said that It's coming to the place where social media needs us more than we need it. Yeah. It's becoming evident a little bit.
0: Well, that was the argument for years ago already that like, if you notice, because people go, how do they even make money on Facebook? Like, how does it make money? And it's like, oh, we're the product. Right. Like, if there's no product they're selling, you're probably the product. And then we found out all this stuff about the data breaches and the data mining. But we're all too addicted to it now to get off of it. So we're just like – and some people have gotten off Facebook, but I just mean like a lot of us are still like, yeah, but that's how I keep in touch with Aunt Marjorie.
2: And I got to tell you guys, if you – I don't. Hey,
0: by the way, hey, Aunt Marjorie. Hey, Aunt
2: Marjorie. Can I, can I, I don't go to Twitter hardly at all unless you send me a link. Mm-hmm. You'll send me, hey, read this. I'll go look. And then I'll find myself starting to doom scroll. Yeah. And then I'll just like, nope, I don't do this. Like Twitter – so I, I gave you as, a little
0: hit. Is that what you are saying to me? Right. And I started the
2: uh, I look up, and I'm I am in a ditch somewhere on a I, scooter.
0: I apologize, but
2: I also don't go to Facebook hardly ever. Like hardly ever, um, I, I'll check notifications. I am sorry about that. I am that guy. I am not. You think trying. that makes
0: you better than us?
2: No, I think that. I mean, yeah, right. I am just kidding. I I just I think I know what's good for me, or I think I know my limitations. I think many of you may be listening have a, a greater capacity. To just be bombarded with negative information over and over again, I just I slip through the cracks of emotional fortitude too fa- too quickly. So yeah, I just I find that I don't I don't know. My wife's really good because again she she's a two, which means she's a helper and she's she's very intuitive. She's in a what's called the feeling triad, so like she walks into a room and she really does feel everybody's like weight. Before they've ever said anything. Like, it's very crazy how she can be like, yeah. hey, something's going on with Johnny, whatever. Like, before I would ever, I'm like, who?
0: She's like, I noticed your weight Wow, when, when I walked in. <laughs> I felt it. I'd be like, okay, I'm working on it, but uh, geez, thank it's you.
2: Bold. But she she will, like, for real, feel what's going on with people before, you know, they're like, how did you even know that? And she'll go, hey, are you okay? What's going on? How did you even know something's wrong? Like, they've been trying to hide it. So, like, she gets on Facebook and really, like, catches up with people there by seeing what's happening in their life. And mm-hmm. she me- and doesn't mean to, but she memorizes everything she sees then on yeah. social media of other people. So, like, and then makes, and then starts connecting dots like a detective in her head. Her and Sadie both have this. It's like a, it's like, hey, um, she'll be like, hey, you remember, you know, name someone. I'm like, No. And she knows them as, like, the second cousin twice removed of someone on the volleyball team's dad who went to... Like, she has all this... this it's like if you had all the strings yeah. on one of those detective shows, she's just pulling it across this mental board. Right. And I'm just like, I, I don't... And then she accuses that, that
0: volleyball dad of murder. Which is well, that's, not, that's, that's the not twist. A, not a great ending.
2: And then it... Well, no, and that's just the beginning of the show. And then we have some...
0: Right, you can't reveal – that can't be the real guy because it's too early in the show. It's right. like Law & Order. When they arrest a guy and it's like five Never, minutes into the show, no. you're like, he's not the killer. Yeah. There's so much more time
2: left. Occasionally, they'll, I don't watch Law & Order, but occasionally I'll watch shows like that well, where they will arrest someone really early. Yeah. And then now they're playing off your bias of watching so many shows that you don't believe it can be that person. Right. And that person gets seemingly exonerated early in the show. Yeah. Yeah and then now at the end of the show new evidence comes in it's mm-hmm. almost like um, it's a
0: red herring of a red herring
2: right like the usual suspects right you know what I'm saying like you you come to believe it's impossible yeah in the end he puts down his cane walks straight and walks away and you know he
0: Kaiser ate us all
2: yeah it's like wow he got you if you haven't seen that movie it's really on you at this point was it wasn't yeah 30, that's 35 not years
0: old or something well you don't watch it now because kevin spacey's been canceled or whatever so you can't yeah. watch kevin spacey movies now without being like oh he was a creep this whole time
2: sometimes i go it's a little bit how i feel about tom cruise like i don't want to hang out with tom cruise right but i can enjoy Just his Want acting. to enjoy
0: mission impossible
2: right well i can say well that was here's the thing for me maybe this is biased towards the writers but i'm like hey this dude played the part that someone wrote for him to play, and he yeah. played it well, but it's not like he... I mean, unless he wrote it, too. Yeah. I want to go, hey, I can enjoy... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like going to your comedy shows. Like, I don't like hanging out with you in person, but yes. I wrote all these jokes for you, and I enjoy hearing you tell them. Right. So,
0: yeah. I worked with uh, Kevin Nealon last night at Zany's, and uh, second time I've worked with him, he's so funny. He did this joke last night. He said, uh, you know, they say the most stressful job in the world is air traffic controller and uh i guess that's true but um not if you don't take it seriously <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's so funny
2: i'm a little starstruck when you say cuz you told me yesterday you were performing with him like yeah. that's a little 90s snl oh, kind of yeah, like man. i kind of have a I was on the show like 10 little, years yeah. and has all
0: these iconic uh scenes and he was kind of one of those glue guys on SNL where he mm-hmm. could be in, in anything and make it a little bit better. Like him and Phil Hartman and some of those guys and he plays, were so funny. He
2: plays sort of the – the like I'm thinking about um, Happy Gilmore. Right. He can play a semi-normal person right. that's a little clueless mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah. Almost like an expert that's a little clueless in their expertise. Yeah. He's
0: got these little asides that he does in his stand-up that are unlike anybody else. He's so low-key – yeah. And he kind of draws you in and he'll be like, I'm at the store the other day. He'll he'll start out. He's starting a conversation with people who he's just met in a room. Uh, a whole audience is looking at him and they know him as Kevin Nealon. He's just like, I'm at the store the other day. And the cashier just starts doing this thing and I get so angry. You know how I get. <laughs> and he did it like four or five times and he got a laugh every time. It's just so funny for yeah. like a celebrity to say, you know how I get. Right. <laughs> it's just so disarming and like charming. Yeah. And that's just it charming. Wait. It's just charming, but that's his whole act is based on that ethos that he builds. Yeah. And his jokes are really funny too, but he's just a funny guy.
2: I think there's something to be said for the fact that the audience knows you so well that you can, yeah. you can play off of the familiarity Yeah, in a, like some of my friends who know me really well, I don't have to make the same disclaimers to them that mm-hmm. I do to strangers. You yeah. Know? Like, um, who was I talking with that we were talking about that? That you get honest enough with people that, oh, you know, I had someone who's a nine, who's a person who's, who's kind of sees all sides. Mm-hmm. So their voice kind of gets lost a little bit in the conversation. It's sort of the hallmark of a nine is their voice is not always heard. They feel like their voice is not heard. And they were talking like, hey, but in my marriage, we know each other so well. Yeah. Like, I don't have to sit back and worry about that. I could just blurt out yeah loudly if i want Right, yeah. like i'm not going to be worried about whatever it is that i'm holding yeah that's other good. situations you know
0: i think that's probably true in my marriage for sure i mean not that I, I, I think i think you told me that i'm a six or whatever but like um or that you see me that way um but there's definitely that thing i think about a lot of times when i'll be having a conversation with curry and i'll be like there was never any fear of like what if she sees this side of me, like all the sides have long since been exposed, you know? so it's like you just, there's a real rest that comes from that, a peace that comes from that.
2: Yeah. When you can be yourself, usually I think that means you can show the insecurities or the negative parts. I had an experience and you know about it, but I'm not going to be Uh, specific about it but this week and it it caused me to have to really think through some recovery things in my life again yeah someone asked me yesterday like can you not just can you grow enough where your your Enneagram type or those kinds of things you know shift and change I do believe love languages if you remember that yeah the five love languages I think I've been is a very revolutionary concept that really does work well I've used a lot in premarital counseling and in my own marriage early on especially but I think over the years your languages can change Because, like, I wasn't a quality time person, per se, or um, uh, certainly an acts of service person. I'm a very serve you kind of person, but I don't think of it as, oh, if I serve you, then you're going to think of that as love. But my wife is an acts of service person. And so early on, I mean, cleaning the house was not – if she cleans the house, I don't think, oh, wow, she just showed me how much she loved me. That didn't mean that to me. It does to her. And when I figured that out, like, oh, this is a way – she receives love i became someone to clean the house a lot but now fast forward 22 years yeah i think i kind of interpret it as that now when when she does that i receive the language as the way she speaks it and then she also i'm a words affirmation person certainly i mean she was texting me today just randomly in the middle of her very busy work day on a bunch of calls just beautiful words about how much she loves me and you know appreciates me and our best friend and those she was of like
1: things. oh god right, wrong sorry. text. sorry wrong person <laughs>
2: Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. But, you know, so our languages shift. I don't think your Enneagram shifts because I said, look, here's the deal. No matter how much work I do, I still have to, I can still get spun out by the things that always spin me out. You never yeah. stop applying those tools to those places. Right. And
0: for me, the negatives kind of stay the same. Even if the po- you can add positives, but your negative recipe or whatever is going to probably stay close to the exactly. same. Like yeah. y- y-
2: you have issues that can be life controlling. The goal is that they're not. That
0: Do you think you've become more of a quality time person because you have Sadie now? And like, if she gets into that teenager mode where she's like, you're not cool anymore. Like, do you think you're going to be like... The parents that try to trick their kids to coming home for Thanksgiving when she gets to be an adult child, like I, that's what happens. A lot of p- parents yeah. are like they weren't necessarily quality time people, but then you get to the point where you're like, you're empty nesters, and then you're like, turns out we really need quality time, yeah, or we don't uh, think our kids love us.
2: I think a lot of my lack of what I what I perceived as not being quality time was the pace of my young life and then the achieve. The, yeah, yeah. The desire to achieve, to stay in motion. Which I still struggle. It's a waste with. of
0: time to stop and have fun with this person, right? Because I could be making things, I could be
2: accomplishing something. Like and, here
0: we are wasting time with this dumb whatever, right? Yeah, which which hurt me deeply if you <laughs> act that way.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure it probably did at times. No, it didn't we hurt me. Young. But I
0: just think that I just didn't think of you as that kind of friend that would be like, "Let's go to the movies together." No, let's. We go... We did that young, young days. Even when we go to lunch together, it's kind of like we're lunching then we're going to podcast together uh, and it's part of your work day like it's a we're it, we're building something
2: yeah you know for me a lot of let's that let's talk about
0: your issues though yeah
2: the podcast for me has been a great chance to hang out with my best friend no and it's been great that's probably the reason it, it puts it on our calendar because yeah. that's not because it doesn't matter to me it's yeah. that i know i still it's less I still carry a pace or a deadline pace often. Not as much this year in my writing, but between pastoring and writing, yeah, I still carry a pace that I want to put the things that matter to me on my calendar. Otherwise, I feel like they fall through the cracks, and I don't want yeah. you to be one of those. So, the, yeah, because you're important to me, Johnny. You're very, very important <sighs> to me. And uh, but no, I mean, yes, you are.
0: But I'm this, ca- I'm carrying a weight. I hope you can tell. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I feel it. Thank um, it's <laughs> heavy. Please get this weight off of me. (laughs) You're hurting me. I can't. I had a thing this week where I had someone. It's part of my recipe. Is a great word. I sent a text that was very gentle, very whatever, and I kind of got blasted and then ghosted by someone I don't know that well.
0: The old ghost blast. (laughs) It's the worst.
2: Oh my gosh! And not today, (laughs) Saban. Who are you going to call, Ghost Blasters? (laughs) <laughs> that's great and uh, it is that
0: is the worst though when you get like a text back that's kind of like cryptically rude and then you respond with like something you didn't mean that did you and then they ghost you and you're like well now I'll never get closer with this person you, and it, there's and like to, a rift now
2: yeah it, I read it to you. Like, yeah. Again, I went to the few people. I read it to you, to my wife, and to Andrew. Yeah. So that lets you know what it did to me.
0: As soon as, I read, as soon as you read the first person's response to your text, I was like, there's no way John let this go. <laughs> I knew I that did. there would be another interchange where you go, hey, man, just <laughs> just circling back. Uh, I... You didn't think that I meant X by that, did you? Because what I meant was, and it's eight pages, and I'm like, now this person's exhausted, and they're like... And then they came back With a little bit even ruder No no Or oh, they ghosted you from that
2: No so they I sent a thing Yeah They sent back What appeared to be I had offended them <laughs> I respond Dude I cited recovery And everything Oh right I, I remember was like, this hey, part The 12 yeah. step process for me Is very much like When I think maybe I've offended And I already apologized once The yeah. first time Yeah And I got it back A no problem Oh. Boy. No like No no you didn't offend me Nothing like that I was like Oh Ooh, that man like that's a not problem. good You said no problem But that feels like a problem And so then <sighs> Because I do care about the guy. I'm not trying to...
1: Right. So
2: then, yes. And I debated it. I was like, okay. So this is again, now, bringing therapy, Enneagram, recovery, all of it. I'm like, okay. I, and I'm, I try to ask this question. It took me a minute to get there, but I really try not to require of people what only God can give to me. Okay. Okay? That's a real big thing for me. And that's a, like, that. that's, <laughs> it's costing money on therapy to get to that place to go, what am I really wanting from this person? Right, take it all the way through. Is it I'm wanting to be liked? Is it I'm wanting to be so as a writer? Is the thing am I wanting to be close to somebody uh, influential, helping with their story or whatever? Is it that? Does that lead to security because yeah. it helps pay the bills? Does that lead to more opportunity? Usually for me, it's less about money and more about more opportunity to write. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, the whole book award world. For me, it's less about. I mean, book awards are book awards is fine, but they're a chance to say if this doesn't do well in the market, I'm still a good writer. Yeah, like I, I have to come to that grips. Like I'm trying to prove not that I'm trying to prove something, but and I think it's okay to some extent to go, hey, the sales are not really my business when I'm a collaborator. Like they're not. Yeah, like sales it's not are the same sales. Burden. Right, that's someone else. can. So can someone also just just evaluate this writing? And and let me know. But for this, and that's why I told this guy, I was like, can you change your your type or change who you are? I was like, no. I mean, I still got spun out by the same issue. I just had different tools to address it. And sometimes I still, again, go, and I did. I went down for a little bit. But I come to people. First thing I want to know is clarity. Because yeah. I lack it. Like, Am
0: I overreacting here or whatever? Right. Yeah. Does
2: this seem first question, does it seem to you when you read this text that this guy might have been upset with me?
0: Text is tough too because you it com, can come off very curt anyway. Right.
2: Some people just communicate that way in a text. They don't have, you know, yeah. they're busy, they're whatever.
0: And your assumptions about a person, if you already have like a weird bias towards them and then they send you a text, you're reading it in this with this bias lens yeah. in their voice. Well, knowing this about this person, they mean this by this. And they might not have, but
2: you're... And you don't know someone as well. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. And then, two, it always causes me to go... Because to me, a mistake or an offense shuts down a relationship or an opportunity, a potential relationship Mm -hmm. that I, you know, and I don't mean just for something that I gain. I just, I don't want... I don't want to have enemies. Well, I
0: yeah, I I don't want enemies either, or even weirdness. I think I was talking to a comedian friend about that, about how like comedians get like judged for a living. Every six seconds, we get a grade on stage for how we're doing. Yeah, and so it can build this mindset of like, like people pleasing is not even the word. It's off the charts people pleasing.
1: Yeah,
0: and so if you're not careful you can build a personality that's very people pleasing. And then what that opens you up to is being easily manipulated because if somebody's not pleased with you, they know that you'll do anything to please them. Right. And so, and then when you do it to a hard you go, no, I can't do that. They go, well, I thought you were whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, no, I didn't mean to, to be that way. And you're just like chasing, chasing things. And you got to ask Son, yourself, right. what
2: are you chasing? Right. You know what I like about when I know I have a friend like you, a real friend in, in this world is that, Again, the pretense is gone. If you're upset with me, you'll just call me and say, hey, bro, what the heck? You know, right, right. Um, and have. I don't think if you've got a friend you haven't had an argument with, you don't have a real friend or you haven't had a disagreement. Yeah. But if you have the freedom, that always makes you feel good. Like I like it when a friend has the freedom to feel like they can say that because the, the, the idea is for both of us, I think, up to now, like, yeah, we're going to do whatever's necessary to make sure this works. Yeah. Like, this is valuable. Um, if it goes through difficulty, we're going to try to fix that, you know? And you've been very patient with me because I, I John, no, I it's, think it's true. You, John, it's fine. You're like, yes, I have. I mean, I really have, but <laughs> Cause I don't think I'm a very easy guy. to always be friends with. I think, I think that I'm an easy guy to be acquaintances with. Yeah. But like, if you really were depending on me, I felt like I, a lot of people in ministry depend on me, but friendship,
0: let me just say, uh, John picked me up from the airport yesterday,
2: bro and there's so many other things i could have been doing. Yeah. But i did. I was like, you know, you know what? It really that's the th- that's a funny thing. I speak acts of service a little more than i did. Yeah. I go, this is a chance to show Johnny that i you're care. You're
0: like, he's really going to owe me after this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're always although i think we've gotten old enough now we can forget about all the things you fix at the house or whatever. No, it's fine. I, but we were, I was going to
0: Uber and i was like, oh, but i've got all these bags, so i'll have to get the Uber it's whatever. It's expensive. Uber. Uber XL or yeah, whatever worked cuz i had two huge bags of merch. And, uh, so I was like, ah, oh, John, can't you, John, can not get me? Curry was at work. Mm. And I was like, I was going to Uber you you.
2: Don't Uber. Come on. Come on, man. You were like, fine.
0: And so you saved the day, bro. Hey,
2: Amen. Picking uh, some
0: up at the airport is a big, that's a big thing.
2: Right now it is. The National you don't Airport have, under construction. And you
0: just don't have, like, that's when you know who your real friend, like, mm. I don't even think people, do people ask their friends to help them move anymore? Like, is that a big thing? Listen,
2: if you're one of my friends... And you want me to help you move yeah. God's honest truth, I will make a two hundred dollar donation yes. towards a moving company. I think it's about
0: age though, because we're at the age now where you're like, What good can I really do? I'm gonna lift your dresser, I'm uh-huh. gonna be in traction the rest of the day. Uh huh. You're gonna pay me in it's beer, a good chance I want to break something. You're gonna pay me in beer and pizza. Like, just right. let me help you hire a mover.
2: Yeah. Because I it remember, makes you it makes your life better. Yeah. I, I, can, I can the mover makes not just my life better. Yeah. But you can be less stressed too. It's a gift. Well, it's
0: like I've had friends who uh, years ago when I was like starting doing comedy, they wanted me to come do jokes at their wedding because we were close Uh and I was their college pastor. And I did it for a few people and I enjoyed doing it, but it was stressful. Uh It's almost like singing at somebody's wedding. Like you can ruin their whole day.
2: I hate singing at a wedding.
0: So it's not like bombing at a bar somewhere. It's like I bombed on video for a video you're going to watch every year. And that's the memory they have of your wedding. So it's a lot of pressure. And I think like the third or fourth person in my life that asked me, hey, would you come do a toast or come do a thing? I go, listen, if you will just not make me do this, I love you so much. If you will not make me do this, I will give you the wedding gift. And I did. There was one, I gave two different couples $1,000. Wow. Just because they let me not do jokes at their wedding. That's a good trade. But the ones who I did it at, they're good memories and I'm glad I did it. But it was also like, I'm running out of, like, we're going to mess this. Eventually, I'm going to get this wrong.
2: Like, the other day, I asked you to come speak at the church. Yes. And I said, I'll give you $1,000. You didn't give me I... anything. what no. <laughs> I going to say, like, what What I going to do to get on? See, only real friends get nothing. Yeah. Um, speaking of, by the way, I think here in front of millions of people, uh uh-huh. you know, and I know why, because I know you. Oh, boy. But. The church staff really wants you because, you know, you go and speak at other churches.
0: Well, it's it's not that common that I do like a Sunday, a Sunday service, Sunday, like maybe twice a year, Sunday, three times a year.
2: You tell me all the time. Yeah. I'm doing the Sunday service. I got it. I'm doing a bit first and then I'm making the turn and going into this and then we'll talk about, you know, share your message. It's always so good. Uh, and we're the kind of place, you know.
0: But then I got to come back here if it goes bad. I got to come back and be here. Yeah, And just be like, there comes that guy. <laughs> as I walk in.
2: Well, I'm just saying there's a – as the teaching pastor and the guy who coordinates, yeah. uh, you know
0: you, – You're going to find a slot for me on the calendar?
2: Well, Johnny, if you let me know – because Can I thing. do Christmas Eve service? We're already – at I – It would be
0: funny if I just demand, like, <laughs> Easter. <laughs> I'll do it, but only if it's Easter. Easter or nothing. I've done Palm Sunday twice at churches, honestly. I think Palm Sunday – is a church uh, service that churches use sometimes to like they know Easter's going to be a whatever Uh and they want to do one last big push so it's like bring a friend Sunday Yeah. so they'll bring me in to kind of be like
2: when you're the teaching pastor and not the lead pastor Palm Mm -hmm. Sunday is your Easter yeah it's true you never get to do Easter that's always my big like this is when I so dude I bring it on Palm Sunday bro (sighs) like the other weeks I just kind of phone it in with uh, Palm Sunday yeah Sorry. I really enjoy the Palm Sunday message actually it's so fascinating I th- for
0: it. me the Super Bowl is our Super Bowl it's the actual
2: um, <laughs> this remember one time goes... when
0: I did it I used to, when I used to do announcements and stuff at our church I would do like upcoming sermon series uh-huh. and I wrote a bunch and I remember one was like uh, <laughs> David and Goliath a real David and Goliath story <laughs> and I think I was the only one that thought oh, it was I, funny. Laughed. I remember thinking like the crowd did not they didn't get it because like that's every it's such a cliche you know what a real david and goliath story is that david and goliath those guys
2: (laughs) right it's that it's like tom (laughs) Tom brady versus you know yeah a real david there was
0: one about uh there was one that i wrote i can't remember it was something about zacchaeus and short man it was about a whole thing which somebody was talking about that like you're this guy in the bible you're this huge business leader You follow Jesus, you give back four times the money you took from people as a tax collector. This huge testimony, and then the Bible refers to (laughs) time immemorial as a wee little man. (laughs) Like that's what you're known as forever. It's just like Yeah. The Bible's got some
2: well. It's got some teeth to it. Yeah. There's just
0: a thing. Like you're known for that, you know. Yeah. You're the woman at the well. We don't even look. That's who you are. That's you're the woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Like we just these writers of the of the text were just like that's who she is. Like, or in okay. church history, you're James the Lesser. Oh, right. Bro. Yeah. Or a Simon the Zealot. Yeah. Uh, he got excited at one meeting. But you know what, Johnny? <laughs> he got excited at one meeting.
2: <laughs> Have you tried this coffee? Okay, easy, buddy. Easy. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Luke, Luke, Simon the Zealot. <laughs> I wonder if like when, when Luke is, is, is the scribe. Right. Like if someone's like feeding him, like, hey, let's let's call that guy the beloved, called that guy the zealot. Yeah, that's such a funny idea yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, and there's Tommy the mole over there.
2: Well, it's he's give him a break. And Judas doesn't. He's get, really
0: self conscious about it. No, no, he's the he's mole.
2: The mole. That's funny. And, it's, and Judas doesn't get a title, yeah. except the son of perdition later. But you oh wow, come on, he probably deserved that. But they're taking that from the Old Testament. Yeah. Only they made one up. Yeah. I wonder what our titles would be in New Testament theology.
0: Well, you'd be John the Lesser just because you're smaller than me. <laughs> We're both Johns.
2: <laughs> that's, that's It's the like new Big Bugle. John and Little John. Yeah. John and John the Lesser. I, always, like, I had a joke I wrote in that comedy class about that. like, uh, Like, dude. You wrote a Bible joke? Well, it was like... That's what people would expect of
0: you. You're like, you take a comedy class and then all your jokes are like, hey, everybody. Bible jokes.
2: Transubstantiation. <laughs> Am I right? Anybody? <laughs> um, <but> <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, I think it really matters what parents name their kids. You yeah. Know? Like, you got to think this through. Like, okay, right. hey Ivan the Great, that's awesome. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you know he was going to be awesome, you know, but like, dude, James Lesser, he didn't have a chance, you know. Yeah. Hey, it was better than that. Ivan the Terrible. Yeah, Ivan the Terrible. I had, I had another one. Another name, and I can't I can't recall what it was, but I don't know, Johnny.
0: There's I mean, no I, way to it, know.
2: Here's the deal. I didn't really launch a comedy career. It wasn't for the purpose of launching a comedy career. Do you career. think that the class helped you? Yeah. Yeah. It helped me understand. I don't. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> I got five reasons. Uh, they're here on this pad. No, I, I kind of, the, the whole reason was is I was doing a conference that you had gotten for me. Oh, that's right. And they weren't bringing in a comedian that year. So they yeah. asked me if I could punch up a little bit, because they, they knew that I hung out with you, which means nothing. Like, yeah. It doesn't mean I'm funny at all. I just, you know, mm. again, just wrote for you. I mean, right. gave you all the funny material, but I can't yes. deliver it. Johnny, You're guys, like my
0: Cyrano. <laughs> so I'm I've, standing in the shrubs with a big nose, just being like, mm, hearken, or whatever. <laughs> Here ye, is this thing, whatever, is good to be hither. There used to be a Zach Galifianakis character that he would do. In clubs where he would be like...
2: Good to be hither.
0: And he would be an 18th century comedian. He would come out with a powdered wig and like a scroll of jokes. Uh Uh-huh. And he'd be like, good to be hither, good to be hither. And then he would hold the mic and he'd go like, is this thing on? Then he would look at it and go, what is this thing? Yeah, that was one of your favorite jokes of all (laughs) time. So great. Good to be hither.
2: I think I was writing the Avid Endorsement book, too, and I wanted a little... I just wanted to get in the headspace. Uh, and Johnny, I think that the awards speak for themselves. Uh,
0: they, on the uh, award, it's
2: engraved, right? It says it. Yeah. So, but no, I got to hang out. Rick Roberts is amazing, and, he, and I learned. Oh yeah, he's I, the best. I learned. I like the science of things. You know, picking them apart a little bit. Well, and, like, and
0: every speaker could can learn from like concepts of humor, just as far as setting your audience at ease, or like learning how to know when they're leaning in yeah. and picking up on that those context clues instead of just being like plowing ahead with your message and not ever like. The audience's response is, it's a conversation. So even though you're giving a monologue and sometimes in a sermon, that's why a lot of those old sermons like almost annoy me because it's like they're using old tricks when they go, turn to your neighbor and say, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's a trick to get groupthink going and get your audience engaged. That's fine. I'm just saying, instead of having interesting content, you just stop every five minutes and say, repeat after me and get them to...
2: Some of that's educational. Yeah. Um... It's just to keep people. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, I used there's, to there's tell, science to it for sure. I used to tell like teachers, young know, teachers and stuff. Like, you got it with kids. You got to do a commercial. Yeah, they're used to television. They're gonna have a commercial every seven or eight minutes mm-hmm. in a show. You got to do a commercial, which right. I means you you shift something and away. It's even shifted further now because it's yep. it,
0: YouTube videos. It's every two minutes or right. something. So we're looking for a.
2: Yep, I don't do that. See, and I think I we it's don't
0: just... do the crazy turn to your neighbor stuff though here. No, when we, did we do, stop? We that? Did agree, we ever yeah. do it here?
2: I would have people repeat stuff.
0: Yeah. But, but that was, was your youth sermon. You'd yeah. be like, say jalapeno yeah. or whatever. Right.
2: Right. Say a thing and have them, you know. And they make
0: a sound. A jalapeno,
2: hot, hot, hot. There was a guy. Right. That's that. right. Jalapeno, yeah. hot, hot, hot. Uh, and, you know, and again, for kids, it just is like, oh, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? like yeah. it's a it really admit, Well, admit. now you're
0: just fighting their phones.
2: Dude, I told someone the other day, like, I remember that the The first time we just graduated our huge class from seventh grade through twelfth, and a couple years later, I remember when and people had phones, but like texting wasn't even a huge thing yet.
0: I thought you mean like in their home? Like phones had been invented. (laughs) There was a phone. Some
2: of them went to the post office to the telegraph, and I remember like the first time kids were staring at their phones instead of listening. Yeah, and it was very jarring. Like. And I didn't have the, I didn't have a huge room of people that I had trained for six years
1: mm-hmm.
2: to, cause we kind of did a, we, we, by that point, if you get enough, if you're blessed to have that kind of momentum, yeah which I don't think it's necessarily leadership skills that get you there. I just think sometimes all the people show up at the right time. And, but yeah. if you're blessed to have that, you can really lean into positive peer pressure. Like in my, in our youth group in, 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 at one point, it would be, it would be the uncool thing to not listen and pay attention. Right. What or, are
0: you doing here? If you're not going to pay attention,
2: right? It'd be the uncool thing to make fun of our special needs kids. Yeah. Like, in we had a special needs small group, and we would let usually one of them sing. Yeah. You know? And you'd have 120 kids stand up, and a kid up there who, you know, is is singing a Barney song. Yeah. And they'd sing along and clap for him. Right. And you could tell the new kids would come in, who are the first-timers that night. And if they were at school, this is a straight-up make fun. Right. Straight-up laugh and giggle. And they're looking around going, what planet... And that was just a testament to our kids and our right. leaders, your culture. Like yeah. we're going to honor this kid. We, you know, this is not a moment to make fun. Not that we the kids don't have that kind of stuff in them. It's just you know, you'd be you'd be made fun of or making fun of. Like that's yeah. the thing we don't do. Um, so, but when that was when it shifted, you know, now you're a different group. I was like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I could build that again with a phone culture. You know, what I'm saying like, I don't, how yeah. are you going to get people? How are you going to say, hey? without just being that youth group that doesn't. Some do, and there's a ton in place. Like, everyone stick your phones in this basket, you know. But that's also, then you're getting a little, for me,
0: yeah. you're
2: getting a, I don't know, a little punitive, a little, a little...
0: You'd be a TikTok pastor, a YouTube pastor.
2: Hey, guys, before we get started, hey. before you open your apps, <laughs> smash
0: that subscribe button. <laughs> Hit that notification bell.
2: Hey, guys, we're about to go live right now. Uh, <laughs> you know who else went live? anyway yeah, Uh and you know what listener even though this isn't live we hope that you smash that subscribe button
0: we do we hope you leave a review because that helps the the almighty algorithm help other people find us
2: Johnny calls it that I just want you to know I don't worship it like he does I worship God and Johnny I have a book for you about demolishing your idols (laughs) (laughs) um, I didn't yeah
0: I appreciate that and speaking of
2: books by the way Oh, that's right. There's one in my background. Oh, I'm looking. uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that just released this week called uh, Born for Rescue by Pat Bradley. And uh, I got to write on this. How can they get that book, John? Uh, They can go to Amazon and get it.
0: Oh, well, that's everybody's got that. Born
2: for Rescue, Pat Bradley. Guys, I'm not kidding. And and I've been, two books have released uh, this last month that have been amazing. One was uh, More Than Your Number by Beth and Jeff McCord. If you're like an Enneagram doubter, skeptic, it's a great book for you or if you're more like an enneagram enthusiast you kind of like know your type maybe your wings but you're wondering what's next and you hear us kind of reference even on here some like IFS or some other type of therapies this is a great way that's a great book so more than your number you can go check out morethanyournumberbook.com more than um i think don't quote me on that. Just go to Amazon. Just go to Amazon. <laughs> and this one, man, Pat Bradley, I will say this. It's, it's telling stories. Uh, and his his organization is called Crisis Aid. They're the first on the ground like for um, the tsunami in, in Asia. Yeah. like the, the Unbelievable stories of both pain and redemption, but I'm telling you, some of the craziest stuff I've ever written. And you go, there's no way this is true. And then he shows you a picture. Yeah. Like where he's sitting with the Taliban, uh, having, having a dinner with the Taliban. Wow, like <laughs> that's that that's in there, and the the pictures, and just crazy stuff. So check out more. Uh, go go check out that book as well. Born for Rescue, Pat Bradley, G- amazing organization to support. I support them. Amazing guys it's called Crisis Aid. So uh, you can Very also cool. check out Johnny's comedy. Man,
0: do that. Go uh, go to johnnyw.com dot com or go to our link trees. They're linked in the show notes and everything yep. too. Usually link so. trees
2: in our show notes. That's all of our stuff. Websites.
0: Yeah, some cool things coming for the show. So make sure you share these episodes and uh, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, it really oh, does. Oh, talk about that podcast.com has yeah. all of our
2: archived episodes yeah. as well. And that's also our Link Trees. You can find it there. Link
0: trees and Patreon and all the guys,
2: we know you know all oh, this stuff. It's so much. But it's it's good though. It's multiple places. It is. It's good. You
0: gotta be able to find things you like.
2: Yeah. Uh you know, send us things you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, you can email me at John at JohnDriver.com or you can email Johnny if you want to talk to him. Johnny at johnnyw.com. That's right. We have the same model the same template of our email addresses
0: mm-hmm. coincidence we're not hiding out we're out there for people to find us
2: it, it seems it still feels pretentious every time i say john at john Driver.com. it's very yeah. like
0: when hash- i check into a hotel and I ask for my email they look at me like well, right. well, who are who you that you have a domain right.
2: i'm like john dot com hashtag john uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> forward slash huge celebrity <laughs> <sighs> beautiful
2: Guys, you are huge celebrities to us, and that's why we look forward to doing this again next week with you on Talk About That.